Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am just so happy to have Jessica Koch on the show because right from the moment that we first connected, I I kind of felt like she was this kindred spirit and we spoke the same language and, you know, had the same thoughts on things. And I love it when you meet somebody new And they already feel like a good friend and you don't even know very much about them. So welcome to the show, Jessica. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, despite everything that the world has gone through to make new connections. And uh, like you said, pick up like you've known each other a very long time, even though it's just just been a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jessica is a national sales profession professional for more than 25 years. She's worked not with Fortune 500 companies, but Fortune 1000 clients like Disney and Verizon. And she was just mentioning a couple other big companies that she's going to be doing some work for. So I was quite surprised. Uh, She's worked with national power utilities, hospitals, governments, universities, colleges. She has trained national sales teams that were consistently top producer. She speaks um, nationally uh, and has been featured on many podcasts and video interviews. And Jessica's goal is to guide business owners and sales professionals to achieve a balanced sales and marketing strategy. So she is going to be joining us today and she is going to help you Put a sales system in place. Now, even if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or a small business owner, you need a sales system. So if you don't have one, I want you to listen really carefully to this podcast because she is just going to share an incredible wealth of knowledge. So Jessica, first of all, though, let's begin by letting people get to know you. So tell us a bit about your story and how, how did you become a national sales professional? So um, I'm the Italian mother of seven. We have five girls and two boys. Uh, The first six of our kids are adults and the youngest is nine. And so we still have a little one. And I started, gosh, you know, I was trying to think about when did I start sales in another interview. And I I mean, really, it was in high school. I, I got to start really early. I got to be involved in a resort center that had corporate events and big weddings and retreats, and it was on the water. And so I got to experience a lot of the process of the booking and the prospecting and the calls. And I had a close relationship with one of the sales leaders in the sales office at this company. And then in my young 20s, I um, was involved in radio advertising sales. And that's what I really uh, cut my teeth on it and uh, learned 
how to wear off the bottoms of my shoes and all of the different systems and processes and parts of a conversation and like all these do's and and, um, (laughs) closing techniques and all of the the crazy how how to use a CRM system and what that even was and all those things. So um, definitely been doing it for a very long time. I'm going to have another birthday soon. So even longer. I, and I'm lucky and, I, and apparently totally need to update my resume because in the last few years, I've been working internationally and I have clients in six countries and it's just um, really grown and uh, made me feel very, very blessed, uh, truly. And I have gotten to work with companies like Constellation, Constellation Energy at the time uh, when I worked with them were one of the largest power providers for the world. They were bought by Exelon and I, I had the pleasure of uh, teaching an art of negotiation class for their team. Um, I have the pleasure coming up in the spring. I just was booked last night uh, to do some work with uh, Microsoft's uh, employee and teams and leadership uh, to do some training for them on uh, different intelligences and uh, communication. So yeah, I really, I, I love what I do and it has developed and I grew corporations and did government sales and high-end business development sales for lots of other companies uh, as a business development professional. And now um, I'm consulting and have my own firm and uh, get to be on great uh, podcasts like this one and um, and meet different people from all over the world. Well, that's incredible. One thing I love about your story, though, because sometimes people look at people like you and think, oh, they've had it easy. No. (laughs) No, I have my marketing marketing master's degree, I say, by the hard knocks of uh, achievement in life, you know, and wearing off the soles of my shoes and taking in every library book, uh, book, uh, Tony Robbins cassette, uh, you know, Dale Carnegie, a uh, book on CD and listening to it while folding the clothes and, and consoling children, you know, and making dinner at the same time so I can learn what to do and what to say and how to, how to succeed. So yeah, I've been, uh, making it up as I go along like everybody else. <laughs> and I, I think that's important, you know, because you're doing these amazing things, but that's not where you started. No. Right? You, you've earned the right to be able to do these amazing things. And you did it while raising a family too, right? So, I mean, and you're still raising a family. You got some out of the nest. Oh, yeah, some no. <laughs> I just tell you, they they multiply, they hang around, they <laughs> Bag that it just never goes away. It's one of those things. The lifetime condition. This family. You have a revolving door in your house. I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we love them too much to throw them out permanently. <laughs> so I know today that um, you've come willing to share some incredible sales knowledge on on how to build those sales systems. So I'm going to let you loose for a bit, okay. and then we'll we'll talk about what you've shared. All right. So I'd say really your best bet to get started, the first step of every journey is knowing where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for 2021, you really want to have a strong list of those targeted prospected clients. So whether you're business to consumer or business to business, you really want to take a look at where your ideal customer lives and have a clear understanding of about 100, if you can, 300. That should be your goal. And Excel, start with an Excel sheet 
an Excel sheet list of 300 people, the individuals that you want to work with. So if they're from a company, so if your goal is to work with small businesses or other companies, then list the name of the company, but you need the name of the decision maker. And usually if it's a larger company, you're looking between one to three names of the three top decision makers at that company. This list is vital for you because this will help you see that you're achieving what you're you're trying to set out to do by the end of 2021, right? Because then you can go back to this list and say, okay, how many of these 300 did I actually have an appointment with and, and make a presentation to? How many were we able to start working with? And then how many are still in the pipeline for future work? Because a no right now might mean just not now, stay in touch with us, right? And exactly. so you're building out this pipeline. But if you don't ever have this square one starting piece, then you won't get very far wherever you are in the world. And I just helped um, a team in Canada look at this too. There Yay, are in my country. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you might be in. I, I, I remember that you were in Canada. I thought that was the, the case. So this the res- one of the resources I want you to look at is your library. So there are um, business databases and other tools uh, that are very expensive. They're not free, but are available to you paid through the library systems. When I was working with the person last night, uh, one of the tools on his library site in Canada was Reference Canada. So that's an online database system that you can research and you can use filters to identify these names of these businesses. So by location, by how much annual revenue they make, how many employees they have, what industry they're in, all the different, I mean, there's hundreds of filters. You can really niche it down to who is your ideal customer, who these businesses are, where, what their email address is, what the decision makers are, what's going on in their press releases, all of that. Another great one in Canada is Scott's. Now, if you're in the United States from coast to coast, the library systems typically buy A to Z databases, which is by far the best one available, Hoover's and Reference USA. And Canada, as I mentioned, has um, Scott's online directory, business directory, and Reference um, Canada. I believe Scott's is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go to that website and they have an 800 number. And because they're such expensive database systems, they have this archaic thing called customer service and a live human being answers the phone. It's bizarre. And they're not from India. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Love the country of India and most many best friends in that and from there. But um, it's just kind of nice when it's an actual person from right here answering the phone. And they will tell you if you ask them and say, hey, I'm in this area, I'm looking for a library system that is under contract with you, um, that I might be able to access. And in the United States, uh, for me, I'm in the state of Maryland. And so I could find, uh, because of my Maryland driver's license, I'm able to access any library in the state of Maryland. Now, even if I had to go to the state of Virginia, there's just a small fee a year, like 30 bucks a year for me to get a library card from Virginia and still access these databases. And these databases cost thousands of dollars. So, you know, you just be creative and figure out how you can get access to them. But the other great thing that's um, on your library system that I saw because I was in 
uh, helping this person in Canada is Linda. They also have Linda. Yes. Uh, and there's other some other good resources. So make sure you're not missing out on that. But that's the first step in building that Excel sheet, right? So once you get that list of the businesses and you're going to play with the filters and you're going to find some results. And then the next step is verifying that these really are your people. So you're going to go to their website and you're see what their mission and their vision is and what cause they care about. You're going to find them on LinkedIn. You're going to follow their company. You're going to look at the employee members and the decision makers that they listed in this database. And you're going to find them there. You're going to set up Google alerts for them. You're going to begin to build the system of learning about them. Mm -hmm. 60 things. They say if you can identify 60 things about an individual and or a company, then you are wow. almost 80% guaranteed to do some sort of business with them. So if you can begin to think that way, if I need to gather this research and learn about these people enough that they're going to want to invest in me, mm -hmm. right? So that I can work with them and they're going to put, you want them to put money into your bank account. So at very least you could put a little time into learning enough about these people so that they will want to put money into your bank account. And the first step in the sales process really is just getting that appointment. So giving just enough information, reaching out just enough, infusing whatever you're talking about to match their mission and vision, because it's about giving them what they want. So yeah. in that 60 things, you need to be finding out what is it that they want? What do they care about? What matters to them? Because that's going to be what moves them to action. Moving someone to action is, in my opinion, the definition of a sale. Mm -hmm. You can move them to make an appointment. If you can move them to sign a contract, and if you can move them to move money from their bank account to yours, then you have moved them through steps of action-taking processes that allow you guys to have some sort of transaction. So all kinds of negotiation go on with this. Really, uh, the art of negotiation is huge in all of your sales process because really I'm just negotiating my value for my product or service or time for your dollar, right? It's an ex a negotiation of an exchange. So um, those are things you really want to begin to think about and build out in your strategy. And you always want to contact them in prongs of three. So if you think about a piece of rope. Mm -hmm. A piece of rope is very thin as a single strand. But when woven and bound um, in at least three, at least three other ropes together, it makes such a stronger uh, rope. So your communication to them to reach out for that first appointment, for your follow-up, and to close the deal should always be done in waves of three, whether that's a LinkedIn message, a phone call, and an email, if they prefer text, if they've given you text message, if they prefer, you know, if they prefer some other form of communication because there are about a million out there. They might prefer Facebook messaging. They might prefer <clears throat> Twitter. I mean, some of the C-suite executives really, um, they're constantly on Twitter and tweet. I mean, it's crazy. So you just have mm -hmm. to start to pay attention to what form of communication they're responding you to the most with and they prefer. And, and make sure that you're always kind of doing that in sets of three uh, because there's a lot of noise in the world too. And for them to actually take the time and you get move up on the list of actually getting done that day. <laughs> the doing it in the waves of three really, really, really helps with that. So I think that that puts you on a good start um, 
for your sales process and system and moving through the steps to achieve what uh, I hope is a fantastic year for everyone in 2021. Well, I loved a lot of the things you said, but when you were talking about talking to actual service people, it just made me think of a little hint and tip for Canadians. Because we are a bilingual country, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the English customer service is farmed out to other countries like India. Mm-hmm. But if you really need to talk to a Canadian, ask for a French representative because the French are usually bilingual. Mm-hmm. So if you ask to speak to a French representative, they usually speak English as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're talking to someone in Canada. But what I loved about what you said was the fact that you're being strategic in what you do. Mm-hmm. You're not just trying to go out there and find anybody. You're mm-hmm. deciding who is it that you want to work with first mm-hmm. and then putting together that targeted plan. And I think whether you know, you're know you going after an individual or going after Um, a company, I think a lot of what you said applies because even with an individual, you know, if you can find out all these points about an individual, then when you communicate with them, you know, you're, first of all, you're speaking their language, Mm -hmm. you're relating to them on a personal level. And as long as you don't do it in a creepily way, you are... (laughs) Showing that you line stalker, you have to stay on the right side of that line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you know, one of the things was um, I'm not now, but earlier on in my 20s and 30s, I spent many years in network marketing. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I was so successful in my sales there, recruiting is a different story, but selling that I could do was because I cared about my my customers and I would make notes. I, I had a system where I would, every time I called them, I make notes. And if they mentioned something, I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I talked to them, I brought it back up again. And they're thinking I've got this amazing memory. No, I just really know how to take good notes. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes, um, you know, someone might say to me, oh, you know, my cat passed away. Mm-hmm. Now to them, that it's incredibly important. That was a fan to them. It's like a family member, right? So I might not talk to them for a couple of months, but the next time I talk to them, I'd say, oh, you know what? Like, you know, how are you doing with Fluffy's death? I mean, I'm sure that must've been really, really hard on you and the family, right? Mm-hmm. Like something like that um, just skyrocketed because I cared and I cared enough to know about the person. Yeah. Pets are tough. Uh, but your, to your point, grabbing hold of those really intimate personal details is is very valuable and, and huge because we are genuinely trying to build a relationship of trust because it's the only way we're going to actually, you know, work together with someone. And some of my best clients have become some of my closest friends, you know, yeah. so um, it, it, there is some authenticity and genuineness to it. Of course, we're all trying to also make a living and, mm. you know, and earn money. But if we can do so on the way, along the way with uh, people we enjoy being with and that have and share similar values. And, um, and, and those are the things that you learn as you do that extra research um, on a company and even about an individual. And of, of course, uh, you know, you don't want to reveal all 60 things you've learned about them in the first conversation, because that could come across a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of little drips, right? Yeah, right. You want to do it over time and, you know, naturally come across all those things you have in common with them. 
Well, and sometimes even just asking questions, sure. right? Like when you know something about a person, you can ask a question around it. Like, you know, and it's got to be truthful, but, you know, you could say to someone, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in baseball. Is that something that you're interested in? Obviously, you don't want to lie about it if you're not interested in baseball. Right. Right. But like, I'm not that interested in baseball. But if I know that person's interested in baseball, I might say, you know what? I came across this really interesting article about such and such team. And it, it just it, it inspired me or it, whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're now talking about you've got that commonality of baseball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. I love that. Well, hopefully this was helpful and uh, everybody gained a nugget or two. Uh, <laughs> well, Jessica, how can people connect with you if they if they really enjoy this podcast and gotten a lot of value from it? Um, how can they connect with you? What resources do you have available? You know, those I types have of a gifts. So I have um, from for A to Z, which is a good example of the database and that they all pretty much work the same. I have a training video that actually shows you how to go in and apply those filters and use it. And that's a free gift that I have. So I will share that gift with your followers. I'll share that link with you. Uh, and they can find me on LinkedIn. And my website is jessicalkoch.com. So J-E-S-S-I-C-A, the letter L, and then K-O-C-H.com. And you can find all kinds of things about me um, on the website. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. You have shared so much value with our listeners. So this has been Jessica Koch and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.